0: Welcome back to season two of the camp guys, a show where we talk about the ins and outs of camp ministry. Our goal for this show is simple to be a resource for anyone who works in camp ministry and to give everyone a behind the scenes look at how our camp keeps growing. Let's jump in to today's episode.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to season two of the Camp Guys podcast. This is episode one. I am Jay Oliver, the executive director here at Crowder's Ridge. And with me. Oh, I am Nate Flowers. And we also have Sarah producing the content behind the camera over there. We got to give her a little shout out too. today. We're going to be uh, talking about a brand new topic. But first, we hope you all had a great summer.
0: Yeah, all of us were a little stressed around here. Hibernation's Sorry.
1: over now.
0: Yeah, we took a little break because we all were running around like chickens with their head cut off. But yeah, um,
1: time to get into fall retreats and all that stuff. So we pray you saw great fruit. I know that we did over 400 first-time salvations this summer. Uh, we topped out our attendance with over 5,000 coming to mm-hmm. our camps this summer. So it was really, really. Great just to see what God was doing. And now we're building Crowder Spring, a new camp you'll be hearing a little more about as we go through this season two on the Camp Guys podcast. But we're building a new camp. So it's going to be exciting to bring that content and knowledge to you guys as well. But before we even get into the episode, you know, you could go to Instagram. And look up Crowder Spring and follow us. And um, we're just now starting to produce content for that. And a lot of it's going to be construction. So if you're looking to go into construction uh, phase of your camp, Mm -hmm. might be some good content on there. Of Oh, I need to do that because we put a lot of thought into Crowder Springs. And uh, hopefully it's going to be one of the best things that we've ever done. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Today, what are we talking about, Nate? Today, we are talking about hiring,
0: hiring Mm. staff members, uh, particularly of the full-time year-round variety, not the uh, temporary summer staff, Yeah, more talking about your- camp career folks Mm. um so i guess this may be a topic for some camps and but camps tend to hold on to their folks for a long time and they kind of got a pretty low turnover rate most of them so we hope you'll be able to get something from this and we hope your camp is growing enough where maybe you've got to make a hiring decision soon
1: yeah, so coming from a, a young camp that is fast growing and needing staff, I just want to be the first to say that the biggest hurdle that w- we have in finding full time staff is the hurdle of there's hardly any people out there that actually say, or, hey, I feel called to camp ministry. Yeah, um,
0: We'd like never hear that.
1: Yeah, it's always, I'm a youth pastor, a pastor, a worship leader. or or something like that. And it's never, you know, to the details of camp ministry. Mm -hmm. And a lot of you guys who've been around for a lot of years, you've seen a lot of kids come through your camp. They were there for 12 years, you know, and they, they just bought into the process, felt God doing something in their their life and said, you know what, I'm going to serve God here. Uh, And that was a Pretty easy hire, you know, for us being in our fifth year uh, in existence, you know, we are seeing our summer staff now come back and say, hey, I want to see what it's like being on the other side, not a camper, but I want, I want to be a staff person, but still not in the full time, you know, arena. Yeah, that we're seeing that.
0: And I mean, because we're so young and we're, we are growing quickly, but still, I mean, uh, (laughs) there, there's a big burden that comes with hiring each new staff of wanting to do kind of a due diligence. And we'll talk about that process a little bit later this episode.
1: Yeah. So let's start with some questions. You know, how do you identify, you know, how do you identify the need that you, you have a full, you need, you have a full-time position that you want to hire? Well, I think it's just like, you know, anything, I I want to be driven by the Holy Spirit, you know, in everything we do, whether it's a new building, new camp, building a new camp, that's crazy. And we're trying to get it open in a year or two. That's even crazier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we like short timelines around here at Crowder's Ridge. Uh, but I think it's something that you got to feel, you know, hey, um, it, it, this, if I do this, I feel like the Lord is leading me to bring somebody in on this position. And if I do this, I think it's going to bridge the gap to more growth. Yeah. You know, that's, is it going to grow us? I, I think every single staff person that we have here that's in the office Monday through Friday year round, they're here for a purpose to bridge us to more growth. Uh, Whether it be with school, you know, with school groups, which take a lot of attention, you know, when they're here uh, during the week Uh, and you realize, you know, when you have those after the summer staff's gone and you have those during the week groups, that's when you realize how many people you're short staffed, you know, because it takes a lot to pull that off. I think the needs definitely got to be there. So you're going to see some stress come from your other staff members. You know, hey, I feel overwhelmed. I feel uh, I feel like I'm overworked. Uh, you know that stress builds up, so you're going to see that need. And I believe, you know, there m- might also be some details that you just want to focus in. That say, you know what, I want to hire Sarah. You know, to j- just take to just take hold of this area here, so it can take us to more growth. But then we can see details executed in a, in a great way. Uh, so I think that's another thing. And just it's always got to be within your vision.
0: Yeah. I I think sometimes the details part is where we get lost because everyone, it's hard to really stay focused on those details whenever everybody is managing such large areas. Especially when we talk about summer camps, everyone's doing 10,000 different things. So how do you get really detailed on your list of 10,000 things to do? Yeah. Um, And that's where I think we've seen the greatest fruit and relief from hiring staff is being hiring people to Allow us to dig into the details.
1: Yeah, a really you know a thirty-ox six shotgun versus a shotgun. You know, you're you're shooting every day at your niche, your talents, your passions to serve God here in our camp ministry. So, yeah, you know, I think that's how you identify if you need to hire somebody. I think it's felt. I think there's always a need, and I think there's always going to be within the vision.
0: Okay, cool. So, what's the first thing that you're looking for whenever you have identified the position, but now you are trying to identify the person? What's kind of your first criteria you look at?
1: Uh, I think the word that comes up in my mind, and as you're sitting there on your desk or on your treadmill listening to this, I think whenever you uh, are are looking into a full-time person to work at your camp, I think the first word that should come to mind is, what's their ability? Ability. Because they need to have the ability to move the vision forward. They need to have the ability to create more impact, not just from a financial standpoint or workhorse, but also the kingdom of God impact. Uh, you know, I want everybody on our staff to love the Lord with all their heart, mind, and soul. Uh, So that I can trust by seeing the fruits of their heart and their spirit that they give off, that they're making an impact when they come in contact with our guests. And then the last one is the ability to make more ministry money. Uh, Yes, I said it. Everybody's camp (laughs) operates on, guess what? Money. Money. (laughs) And and how is this staff person going to bring us in more money? Maybe it's by being a great steward. Maybe it's by being creative, a Martha Stewart type. You know, they're sitting there designing, making stuff from scratch. Maybe it's just taking care of a facility the way it's supposed to be. So next time we have a tour, that person's like, wow, man, this is immaculate. So I believe ability, you know, uh, comes into play every single time. And it should stand up to move the vision forward, create more impact and make more ministry money.
0: Do you have any like kind of quick things that you're able – how you're able to evaluate ability or like how you're able to determine – the ability or someone, or is it really just this conversation that you have with them to really try to determine that?
1: Well, it definitely starts with a conversation, but then you got to look in their spiritual gifts. You know, are they relational? You know, are they introvert, extrovert? Are they a creative? You know, uh, what, do they have a portfolio? If they are creative, you know, seeing stuff that they have done beforehand, uh, are they outdoorsy? You know, would they be good on a giant swing? You know, all these little evaluation things come into my mind. Uh, if you're hiring some, if I'm hiring somebody to work under another person, would they work well, you know, with that person? Uh, but honestly, and man, we can sound like super spiritual all the time, but um, I really believe it's the Holy Spirit of God. I, I, I just do. I think we have an incredible team here and every single person is that's on our team is here because it is God's will for them to be here. Now, how long? I don't know. Uh, but I know for such a time as this, they're all supposed to be here for some particular purpose, whether it's for them personally to grow or for them to help us get to a point uh, of growth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. OK, so you said the you said the big word money. Yeah. Uh, money, man. In the last money, question. Money, money, money. so uh, Let's talk money. So uh, how do you quantify or how do you justify The cost of a salary and hiring the staff member and all those costs. How do you justify that whenever you're thinking about a full-time position?
1: Yeah, so experience. uh, I I think in stress levels. uh, You know how much stress is going to come onto them. What does another? uh, Let me say church pay uh, for a position that's like-minded. What does other camps pay? You know, there's information out there that you can find out the average of salaries. And the one thing I do is I kind of start everybody off at the same area, but time investment yields much fruit. That's my that's my phrase. I've been saying it for a year. You know, we've had some staff that started uh, literally on um, raise agreements. Uh, they started semi-low, and I had to make several agreements. One, because I knew they were going to make us money and uh, time investment yields much fruit so i think for a position at our camp uh, for there's going to be a basic basic start package And then there's going to also be the encouragement of our review process, which we give reviews once a year and they're always great raises. And with that, I I tell them, hey, time investment yields much fruit because I want to see that they're called here and they're also owners. And when you have somebody that is called to your camp and serving habitually, you know, they're serving with all their might and their owners, they're actually taking care of what you've created. That's whenever the review system gives great opportunity uh, for raises and rewards. Mm. So that you know, that, is there a way to uh, really say how you start with somebody's first salary? I think it all depends on uh, if you're trying them out or not. You know, if you're if you're not sure. You know, if you're not sure on somebody, you definitely aren't gonna give them some beefy salary and let them just ride it out. That's not the way I feel like God wants us to work here. I think God wants us to, you know, be faithful with the small and he releases the big and that's what he's always did in my life.
0: Yeah. Cool. So, um, how do you kind of rationalize in your mind that this person is gonna add that value that you talk about? Like whenever you're thinking about a salary, how do you how do you Walk through that in your mind uh, as far as how they are going to bring more value than the cost of them being there.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's just like um, uh, a, installing a giant swing at your camp or installing paintball or laser tag. How are you going to recoup that money that you put into that activity or a new cabin? You know, so you go through and you, 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 you kind of look at all the cost and. And then you kind of say, "Okay, well, it's going to cost two dollars per kid." That's almost the way we do with staff people. You know, how can by hiring Sarah, I'm going to use Sarah a lot today because I'm, I'm, she's over there in the corner. How can hire, hiring Sarah bring us um, a return back to back to turn it back into ministry dollars, but also use uh, help us turn out resources to help other other people? Uh, so. It's not a, um, there's not a formula out there, but I believe that almost, I'm not even going to say almost, I believe all of our staff, some way, shape, or form, even all the way down to housekeeping, brings back in investment and ministry monies. Why? Because if our housekeeping does an incredible job and it's crystal clean and, and smoking hot whenever guests walk in, the chances of them rebooking uh, that house cleaning crew won that that first impression. So that's how I I really look at everybody. Not and trust me, I don't take the personal out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. are you and I am me and I love you and you love me and and you know all that stuff. But also there's a part of, of ministry business that you gotta say, uh, hey, how are you how am I going to get your salary back? Yeah. And that's the way to look at it.
0: So do you, you talk to other people before you hire or whenever you're making those decisions, do you consult with others on your team, outside your team?
1: Um, in, in, in most situations, absolutely, I consult with my team, uh, because without consulting with my team, especially if that person is working directly with another person on my team, it's it's best if they they choose that person instead of me. Of course, I want to have a little bit of, of ownership into the hire, but you know they're not necessarily working with me day to day. You know they're 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 doing things that I, I might ask that lead person to to do, but you know I, I want a team around here. I'm not. Um, just trying to run the place by myself. And I think for any other camp leaders out there that are looking to make hires, I think it's great to to ask the input and get the input uh, from your other team people because ultimately they're all going to be working together.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, while you focus in on the big picture.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. What advice would you give someone who works, at a, who wants to work? At a camp full-time or is just thinking about it?
1: Yeah, so if I had felt called to camp ministry, which I went into youth ministry, but if I had felt called in camp ministry when I was 17... Instead of youth ministry, which that's what the normal person went into, this is my advice. One, I would apply it at (laughs) CrowdersRidge.com. But I would have went and I would have picked out the very best camp that appealed to my heart. And I would have called that camp director and I would have said, hey, I want to come work for you for free. And I would have went down there wherever that might have been, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, wherever I would have went to that camp and, and worked at that camp for free for a summer or a few months. And I would have done such a great job that they would have hired me. And so if you're looking to get into camp ministry and you're in this right now and you really don't feel any love, where do you want to work? Where do you want to work? And if it's Crowder's Ridge or it's uh, some other camp in the 3CA conference or whatever, call them on the phone, ask to speak to the executive director and say, hey, I want to come work for you for free for two months. Go and show them what you got. Maybe you can't get your foot in the door. There's a way to get your foot in the door. You know, it surprises me because even this past summer, we had some older people apply to be on our summer staff here. Mm -hmm. You know, the 23, uh, is that the oldest that you kind of know of? I had 26, 26 26 year old. Yeah. 26 year old. So they had really not found their niche yet. They hadn't had gotten their foot in the door anywhere. So, you know, if you're sitting at home, just waiting on your resume to be, uh, you know, clicked on it on the 3CA website, man, you're, you're, you're waiting too long. You need to pick up the phone. What camp do you want to work at? Because I promise you, if they're anything like ours, there's stuff that right now they would love to take a free free employee on. And once they see your work ethic and your dedication, they're going to be like, I can't afford to let you go. And guess what? You're going to get a job in camp ministry. That is probably the best advice that I've ever heard. But I didn't have opportunity to do anything like that because, again, there's a culture thing. When somebody gives a call to the ministry invitation type thing, you know, at the altar it's always to youth ministry or pastor or camp. I mean, a worship leader and just camp ministry is never in there. But I don't think you have to be. There's not. A, I don't think you're going to hear that call. Hey, I feel called to camp ministry. Maybe while you're at camp, you might say, Hey, you know, I would like to be in an environment like this. But I'm called to ministry. You know, uh, and you're yeah. called to ministry. You know, it doesn't matter where you're doing it as long as you're doing ministry. Yeah. So if you're out there, we want to hear from you. Uh, we got a great email address, don't we, Nate? What is it yeah. called? So
0: you can email podcast
1: at crowdersridge We we would love. To to hey, once you guys talk about this or uh, maybe you've toured Crowder's Ridge or just looked at us on online on our website and you got some questions about some things we do, we would love to answer it on the show. And this season, we're going to start doing some major phone interviews with some other camp leaders, and it might be you. You know, you might be listening to podcasts, be like, you know what, I want to I want to be at the table with you guys and talk. Come on, bring it. Yeah. We're about being a resource that we never had whenever we were creating this thing from scratch five years ago So we're just literally vomiting everything we know uh, through our seasons here at Crowders Ridge and we want you to be a part of it so thank you guys for listening to episode one and season two and uh, we look forward to seeing your emails at podcast at com you good Nate I'm good see you, see you guys. guys next
0: time thanks for joining us for today's episode. To view show notes or any resources that we talked about in this episode, you can visit crowdersridge.com slash podcast, or check the link in the description. If you have a question that you'd like answered on air or a suggestion for our show, you can email us at podcast at crowdersridge.com. We'd love for you to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This really helps us grow and continue to reach more people.